Good evening and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Casper. I'm your other host, Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. So guys, tonight is a surprise. I know everybody's been gnawing at the bit to know what that surprise is. And um, about a month... What is today? Yeah, about a month ago during Horror Hound Weekend, we met someone very special. His name is David Howard Thornton. And he plays Art the Clown on Terrifier. If you have not seen Terrifier, get under the get out of the rock you're living under. Um, it is free on Tubi. It is a fantastic movie. And he has been so kind as to come on the podcast for an interview with us this evening. And that is our giant surprise. So, Mr. David, how how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. I can't complain. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for doing this. We are yes. really excited about this interview, especially with uh, Terrifier 2 coming out. This is this is really awesome. So thank you again for doing this. We appreciate oh, it. No problem. Happy to be here. Awesome. And thanks for doing it on my birthday because, you know, like it does kind of <laughs> happen to be Casper's birthday today. So. <laughs> happy birthday. It's also my roommate's birthday, too. So oh, oh, happy birthday. It's awesome yeah. to have a Woo-hoo. clown on the podcast during my birthday. I feel like it's appropriate. <laughs> oh, yeah, very appropriate. She got a clown and she got a clown and cupcakes. That's, I did. That's awesome. <laughs> I'd sell for the cupcakes. <laughs> if I could send you one digitally, I would. <laughs> oh, I would love it. <laughs> I love cupcakes. Especially oh, the, like, I gourmet ones they make now. I love oh I love baking as much as I love eating them. Uh-huh. So it's like a you have to find a very fine balance. <laughs> now, now I have a question. Do you ever do the thing where you like cut off the bottom of the cupcake and then put it on top of the icing and make a sandwich out of it? I have. Did you know I that that's actually the right way to eat a cupcake? Yes. And I've personally never done that. And no. <laughs> it's wonderful. Okay. Okay. I think I'm going to have to, cause that's a cupcake sandwich and I'm all about yeah. it. Because they said technically that's the way you're supposed to eat them. And Is I'm like, there really a wrong way? I'm shoving a cupcake in my mouth. I don't. I'm eating it like an anaconda. Oh, <laughs> I just yeah, swallow it whole. Just so is there. The jaw and just... <laughs> exactly. Is there really a wrong way? <laughs> just go Deborah Logan on your cupcake. That's, why, that's why pretty just... much what I do. <laughs> that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> so, um, David, just to start out, um, with uh, a little bit of background about yourself, uh, just kind of curious to like where you grew up um, and if you yourself were a horror movie fan as a kid. I always kind of like to ask people this question just to kind of get an idea of how they grew up because um, I loved horror movies as a kid and grew up as a really big horror fan through my through my parents. So. And I grew up um, hating horror movies because my parents were super Christian and they said they were evil, so. (laughs) And here we are now. Church kid, non-church kid, so. Oh, yeah. I can identify with a lot of both of those scenarios, yeah. Yeah, I I grew up in uh, Huntsville, Alabama, of all places. And it's, it's, you know, people, when I say I'm from Alabama, they're like, oh. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm from the good part of Alabama. (laughs) I'm like, Huntsville's where, like, NASA was started, and now it's, like, the biggest city in Alabama. This year, I think they surpassed Birmingham being the largest city. So I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, so don't don't think I'm like, hey, how are you doing, you know? 
I, I have cousins like that, and they're so much fun. You know, it's like I have, I've, I've had my, I guess you would call it the redneck experience growing up. Like, <laughs> like my, I, I, my godmother had a farm, and then I, I literally had an uncle Cooter down in Cooter Brown down in Andalusia, Alabama. We would go down to his farm every year for Thanksgiving and had our big family reunion down there. So I was like, oh yeah, I've done all of that stuff. <laughs> I just want to say for the record, Casper uh, and I both have rednecks on our family trees. Mm -hmm. um, and people may not want to believe it, but there are black hillbillies. And I yep. have I had an Uncle Pooter, so listen. Um, oh my God, you had an Uncle Pooter, and he had an Uncle Cooter. Totally did. Oh, you guys so, are precious. You know what? <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Oh, people don't believe me. I'm like, yes, no, I had an Uncle Cooter. And I didn't think anything of the name for all of those years. I was just like, oh yeah, Cooter. That was just, that's what everybody called Yeah, you don't really ask with nicknames. I think, yeah, no. you just... They just kind of stick, and you're like, okay. Yeah, I, I have no idea what my great uncle Cooter's real first name was. I'm just <laughs> like, I, I, he was just Uncle Cooter. <laughs> to this day, and, and that's when my accent comes out too. It's like the Cooter. It just like you, <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't hide it. <laughs> no, no, it just, it, it just, especially when I was down there. That's it was always so funny because I would sound. I guess normal, and then I would get around my other cousins from down that area, and I, you know, after a day or so, I'm just like, hey guys, how are y'all doing? Let's go out there and go into the barn and do some stuff and not get chased by bulls or something. <laughs> so, I might, m most of my family is from southern Kentucky, and after I'm with them for about a couple days, I start talking like this. Yeah. Real Southern. So Real I totally understand slow. where you went. It's so funny how that happens. <laughs> it, it, even when I would go on the road on tour and stuff like that my my co-stars would like get really tickled at me because all of a sudden i'm just all i have this accent and they're like whoa <laughs> we're seeing <laughs> like, a whole I'm different sorry. side of you david <laughs> like, yeah. i'm gonna need to I, see arthur clown a sip of sweet tea and it just comes out <laughs> i'm gonna need to see arthur clown the hillbilly years <laughs> oh my god the prequel the prequel <laughs> um heard mouth. come over here let me <laughs> <laughs> well guys there you have it there's uh, your there's your sneak peek of art the clown the hillbilly years oh my god, oh my it's god amazing. that would be fun <laughs> going back to the question though <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so yeah you know, i grew up in huntsville town of engineers so my, my dad worked for nasa he was there for about 40 years he worked on the space shuttle projects and stuff like that you know my 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 mom's father was actually on the original von braun team he was with the army missile command when von braun and all the germans came over after um world war ii for operation paperclip and so a lot of the original rockets were my grandfather's designs so that's, that's oh my god oh my god okay so you've yeah. totally blown me away because i'm i'm very 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 much into into that stuff i like oh yeah deep dive like oh, I, yeah. I should have, I should have gone. If my parents could have afforded it, I should have gone to like space camp. I was one of those kids. So. That's right there in Huntsville. <laughs> I know, right? Like, yeah, my parents were like, no. <laughs> oh, I, I never got to get what really made me mad was like the year after I got out of fifth grade, the city passed a, a, a piece of legislation where all the fifth graders in Huntsville got to go to space camp. Uh, that's cool. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, I wanted to go all those years. 
And they're like, my grandfather helped start this whole entire enterprise. Come on. Exactly. You should be in the front line. You should, get... yeah, I was like, Come on. You should have free whatever for, for NASA. Life. Like, yeah. yeah. You oh, yeah, yeah. Like, my, my mom, like, babysat Von Braun's kids and stuff like that. Like, he, like, when Von Braun, um, started nasa he begged my grandfather to come with him to nasa and he's like no i gotta stay with the military this is where i feel i belong and stuff like that this is where i committed myself to be and he always regretted that he's like yeah i could have probably been the head of nasa <laughs> eventually it's like uh, you know as you do but it was still cool growing up around all that it's like as a kid i didn't really because like, they lived all in the same neighborhood on top of monte Sano mountain there and all the the germans and stuff like that so i'm like oh you know like they, the the guys that invented the first computer lived down the street from my grandparents but to me they were just like the old germans that would bring me chocolate all the time and spoil me rotten oh that's my pretty God, rad that's though amazing. Yeah. yeah yeah i wish i could have been older before like my grandparents passed away because i that's when I really, you know, yeah, I, I'm a huge history buff, and I was like, gosh, that would have been great to be able to just sit down and, like, really talk to those, you know, people, you know, the, the hear about their stories, especially, you know, being forced to work for, you know, the Nazis back during World War II. So I was like, oh, my God, they've got to have some fascinating stories. Oh, I'm I'm the same way. Um, I, you know, I did happen to hear in an interview that that's what you um... – ultimately went to college for is that correct early education mm -hmm. in history yeah i am yes. i love history i love every and i mean it, just different like anything from world war ii to uh abraham lincoln big history buff with him and like oh, yeah. civil war stuff um yeah just uh just from my own curiosity about oh, different different it. things just love yeah it. just i'll like I'm a huge documentary person. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I will watch I will watch hours and hours and hours of documentaries and like deep deep dive rabbit hole into things just for nice. you know maybe I'll be on Jeopardy one day I don't know you know <laughs> like oh yeah well, like, like like this past weekend when I was up in Michigan for uh, Astronomicon my my manager lives up there and he works at the Aero uh, Museum. And so they got all these old airplanes from like, you know, World War One and World War Two there. And he so awesome. took me on a whole tour. So I was going inside of these old planes with the gunner seats and all that. I was like, this is so cool. I, I loved it. I was I was I was I was in like heaven. I think some people find that boring. I was like, this is fascinating. These things saw action and you know, the wars and Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, I'm it's, amazing like because they're like they're not really well armored at all it's like my god this is because that's the stuff like my grandfather was flying in i'm like this is amazing i would have been terrified but no oh i god. i totally get it i'm right there with you i uh it's good to it's great to meet someone else because you're right a lot of people are like okay this is kind of boring <laughs> I'm yeah, like, no, I, I love it i'm I like this is it. amazing What's well, kind of like, like when, if, if, whenever I finally go explore a lot of Europe one day, I mean, I'm not going to be going to like, you know, the shopping stuff. I'm going to be going to all the castles and all the historical landmarks. I'm like, oh my God, this is where this happened. And they... <laughs> That's Same. so much like when we go to haunted places, like when we went to the Borden house a couple of years ago. And when you stand in that house and you think, this is where that happened. Like, yeah. I'm literally standing in the spot where this has happened. It is insane to think that. 
yeah a lot of a lot of the places we've been even Mm -hmm. if it's okay yeah you're there because it's quote-unquote haunted but uh they're they're historical places they Mm -hmm. have years tons and tons and tons of history so like that part of it is incredible to learn about because we're always just excited to go because we're always like if we experience stuff that's cool like we obviously want to but just being in those buildings and actually driving up on them and seeing how vastly huge these buildings are and going in there and when they give you the tour they give you the history like that stuff that's where it's at too yeah i love that oh, yeah I, I was lucky last year when i was down in louisville for a convention uh, i got to go on a tour at night of uh, waverly hills sanatorium yeah we and went there was, yep wow did that... you experience anything Oh yeah. <laughs> same, same. Felt stuff, felt stuff, hurt stuff. All of yep. All that it was. It, the best one was like uh, it was the the two of us from the convention that went were uh, the guy uh, Oliver who played the younger boy in uh, the Poltergeist movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we went and we we're, were both very sensitive to that kind of stuff. And like at one point, our like our guide who's like one of the caretakers that's been working there for years, you know, decades. He's used to stuff. And he, he's like, one of you guys go down the hallway. And so Oliver volunteered to do that. And we see all these shadow people like manifesting, you know, just poking heads out and stuff like that. And like this one shadow person just manifests itself between Oliver and all of us. And our guy's like, here, Oliver, come back real quick. I want to try something. This, some, this rarely happens, but I want to see if it'll work. And he goes and stands in the middle of the hallway and puts his arms out straight and just slowly walks towards us. Well, we see that shadow come from off the wall and goes up behind him. Looks like his whole silhouette behind the, our guide just expanded. And you see this thing go right through him. And then we just felt this cold rush go right through all of us. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. <laughs> That's really cool, though. But Oh, my God. I would have yeah. ran. <laughs> Oh, it was, it was something, I mean, like, he was even, the, our guide was like, oh my god, and he's like, it's never, no, none of them have ever, like, really done that, and he was like, he's like, I, I, you could just see the chill bumps all over him, he's like, holy crap, that went right through me. I have chills as you're telling I have, this yeah, story. I have <laughs> chills, like, while you're talking about this. I'm like, yeah. did it all of a sudden get cold in here? I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> it was something else, but it was, like, the thing is, like, None of that stuff is really malicious in there. So no, like, no. Basically, the spirits of the people that used to work there, and the you know the poor patients that you know had TB that passed away. So they're they're really not trying to hurt anybody. Right. They're just curious and trying to you know just make their presence known. So it's like yeah, I, that, so it doesn't scare me that that way. So I was like oh, this, but I just that history in that building though. I was like wow. It's so insane. It was, like, all that coupled together, which is, it was an amazing experience. Yeah, we were we were so fortunate to go there and had a lot of experiences ourselves. That place was incredible. It was definitely oh. one of those like check check it off the list for mm-hmm. sure. And and of course they're definitely going to go back. Like yeah. We definitely want to go back mm-hmm. for sure. It's not it's yeah. it's luckily not that where we are in Cincinnati. Uh it's not all oh, that yeah, terribly far. Yeah, so yeah. we're kind of lucky in that regard. Yeah, I am so glad I chose to do that cuz like Basically, everybody else from the convention went uh, out to go see Scout Taylor Compton's uh, 
boyfriend's sister's band do a little concert. I'm like, oh, no, I want to do this. I, I love you, Scout, but I'm, this, this is a once-in-a-lifetime <laughs> opportunity to go do something like this. That, like, legit, definitely. Yeah. I mean, when in Rome, right? Like, I've got to yeah. do <laughs> I've got to do this. Like mm -hmm. that's, this is a big deal. And especially like you said, if that's something that you're already into and you have the opportunity there to do it, that's mm -hmm. even more incredible. Like that is so oh. awesome. There, there was no way I was going to turn that down. I was like, I, I got to do this. this, is, <laughs> this so, else. so this leading else. from that, were you into horror movies as a kid? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that question. No, you're, no, you're totally we, fine. We, this is a good yeah, lead. Yeah, this is a totally good lead. Just just an FYI, we like to go off the rails. We do this all the time. This is, this is normal. I'm so ADD. This is us. Um, this is our podcast. Yep. So you're totally fine. <laughs> this is what we do. But, yeah, um, I was a little bit late to the game. As you were saying, you grew up in a very religious household. I, I, I kind of had that, too. Like, I'm, I mean, my parents weren't extremely – I mean, I grew up Methodist, so, but my, so like, we were, like, Catholic, as I like to say. But um, but my, my parents were extremely religious. My dad's parents were crazy Christian and evangelicals, though. So I'll, I'll touch on that in a second. But, like, yeah, I didn't really watch horror films for a while. My mom was afraid of them. She she thought the ha the the fall of the house of Usher was the scariest movie she had ever seen. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, okay. that's, that's a, yeah, especially when you've seen the movie, you're like, really? <laughs> I mean, it's a great film. Yeah, oh, it's uh, a great film, but scary. No. I yeah, I don't know about that. Not not, but, yeah. not scary, but sensitive yeah. sensibilities, I guess. Like you know. yeah, exactly. Right. So so we we didn't. I mean, my dad would watch them like late 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 at night after my mom had gone to bed. And so I, I didn't really watch them until I was like a senior in high school. That's when like uh, Screen Two came out, right? And yeah. My I was doing a, a show at the time, and my castmates wanted to go out and see it. There was a girl in the cast I had a crush on, and, and she asked me if I was going to go. And I'm like, "Well, I can't chicken out in front of her." So I'm like, "Yeah, I'll go." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I loved it. I was like, this is fantastic. So I, I didn't get into horror movies basically until really after that when I went to college the next year and my roommate, he came from a you know pretty religious Baptist, Southern Baptist family. So, you know, he didn't grow up really watch me either. And so we would go out every single weekend and just rent stacks of tapes and just binge watch all weekend and catch up with everybody. So and that's when I got into it. That's it's like, oh, this is fun. That There's is still so, so cool. many I haven't seen. I'm always discovering them. So... That's what I love about all the streaming platforms now. I yes. can just access that kind of stuff on, you know, all that. In times so I was like, oh, have you seen this? I'm like, no, but now I'm going to go hunt it down and watch it. Yes. I could, not, I could yeah. not agree with you more. Um, I'm I'm a big cinephile, too. So Same. I, oh, um, I, I watch from, like, all different genres. And one really mm -hmm. incredible thing with horror is horror uh, has so many subgenres mm -hmm. that... Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like a little bit of, of everything. So, yeah. um, that makes it really interesting too, with all of these different streaming platforms, because you can discover a lot of newer things, older things. Um, yeah, a little bit of everything. Oh, so yeah. it's, it's wonderful. And, and my thing, I just like to be entertained. Absolutely. So I, like, I, I, I go for all the subgenres. I was like, as long as you entertain me, I'm happy. Of course. 
Yeah. I mean, we've even seen stuff that uh, we've talked about that, you know, there's even those movies that like aren't that great, but you still watch them over and over again because for for whatever, a la oh, yeah. Troll 2, like that oh, my God. is so, oh, but it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. I've seen it a That's million like- times. The Leprechaun movies, I finally went through and just watched all those right before um, uh, St. Patrick's Day. I'm like, oh my god, these are so silly, but they're so much fun. I'm telling you, shout out to Warwick Davis. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... He knew exactly what it was, and he just had fun with the pure camp of it all. And I'm like, that's great. Especially the first two. No continuity. None. I was like, who cares? This is fun. (laughs) It's, it's a leprechaun. Just, it's a leprechaun. Exactly. There it's you like, go. Yeah, it's just fun. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. So you had I um had also read about you having kind of more of a background in uh comedy. Is that correct? Oh, like yeah. oh gosh, yeah. Awesome. Okay, so is it was it more of a background in like um comedic theater or stand up or like kind of a mixture of both? A little bit of a mixture of both. I mean, like, okay. well, before I started doing a lot of community theater, I would do a little bit of stand-up in my, my church and stuff like that. And then I just got yeah. out of doing stand-up because it's like, I, I don't like to write. I, I'm not really a writer. And I was like, eh, it's not for me. So I, I, I got more into doing stage stuff, like, you know, physical comedy especially. That was my thing because that's what I grew up watching was a lot of the great, you know, you know, physical, you know, a lot of comedies from back in the day where they had a lot of physical comedy, especially like the old black and white comedies of like, you know, Abba Costello, you know, Marx Brothers, Chaplin, Buster Keaton, all that kind of stuff. So it's like, I love that. I love slapstick. I love just physical comedy in itself. Like, especially like Mr. Bean, he's, he was a huge influence on me. I like, my dad <laughs> gave me probably the best gift ever when she <laughs> gifted me like a box set of all his shorts and i would just watch them over and over and over and over so that was really my background that's all i really ever did even theater wise i like i was always a comic relief in shows i i i hated doing dramatic roles i was like boring boring i'd rather make people laugh or you know stuff like that so that was my background i love it It, it's so funny that you mentioned that because i um my parents were older my my mom passed about nine years ago but my dad is in his 70s and so I grew up with all of that, the Marx Brothers, the Three Stooges, all of that stuff, like way Abbott and Costello, oh, um, so like the physical comedy was always the funniest. And then kind of flash forward, um, I'm 38. So I grew up with like, like a really early example for me and my childhood with physical comedy was Jim Carrey, more specifically yes. when he was doing his early stand-up and then did in living color i'm really showing my age if people just known as the white guy oh yeah yeah if people had no idea i think even back then he was james carey he was billed as like if people did people watched in living color it was just like oh the one white guy that was on in living color the guy that did fire marshall bill um (laughs) like (laughs) and i'm like no that was jim carey like oh my god his physical comedy what he could just do with his face what like just that alone and then you throw everything else that he did was absolutely incredible if people never got to see that or don't you know aren't old enough to remember that it was really it was really a thing of wonder how incredibly physical jim carrey's comedy was i loved it and he, he was a huge influence on me too 
Is, oh, that's is, so awesome oh to hear God. that. I love him. Even to this day, I'm such a, I am a Jim, I probably will forever be a Jim Carrey fan, even yeah. when he went into more of the dramatic stuff. Um, yeah. Oh, yes, like when I, when I saw him in the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie, I haven't seen the second one yet, but the first one, I was like, oh, he's going back to his physical comedy shtick. I'm like, oh, thank you. Uh, oh, amazing. Wasn't it amazing? See, I don't have children, but I have uh, yeah. nieces, you know, so my nieces kind of, you know, they keep me hip, they keep me cool, like, what's the new uh -huh. stuff? So I, I watched the Sonic movie, too, and I was like, well, and again, played the games as a kid, so of course. Yeah. Him as Dr. Robotnik, perfect. Yeah, like, I would never have initially cast him. Exactly. But I'm like, I, I love his performance. I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm happy just to see Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey on screen. I'm just like, just do your thing, Jim. <laughs> do your thing, Jim. I could not, I could not agree more. Um, you know, that kind of le leads me into sort of like an offshoot with when you mentioned about physical comedy, um, kind of now going into Terrifier and you playing art. Um, did you happen to do your own stunts? Because I know yeah. there was a lot of physicality with, with playing art, so you did ultimately do your own stunts. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. I mean, I, when I'm thinking about me, like, I, stunt wise, yeah, I, I, there might have been a few pickups or something like that where it might be Damien's foot or his hand or something like that. Right. Like, well, why bring you all the way back when I can just do this myself? But yeah. Yeah, I, I think there was maybe one part, one or two parts, maybe in Terrifier 2, where I was just, I have horrible depth perception. Yeah. <laughs> and I just like, you know, we only have one shot with this prosthetic, and I don't want to just totally, you know, biff this. And so I was like, okay, here, Mike, uh, like Mike Levy or our stunt coordinator one night, I'm like, hey, go ahead and put the costume on and take the swing out, because I don't want to just totally messes up and so that, that was you know i was like yeah i i'd rather it look as good as possible so it's like yeah so yeah you might see like one or two times where it's almost you know taking an object to the face and it just like it's someone else's arm doing the, the swing <laughs> right like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't want to miss put, right put the ego aside on that kind of stuff but I would say for like ninety nine point nine percent of the films, I I am doing my own stunts. Oh, that's awesome! That is awesome. Yeah, that yeah. is my real butt. That... <laughs> I am so, I am so glad. I, I can love rest, it. I can rest tonight knowing that easy yeah. now. Yeah. There was no butt doubles nope. on the set of Terrifier. No. I, I was really riding on a little bitty bicycle, and that was so much fun. <laughs> I was so insistent on doing it too because they're like, "Are we, are you sure you're gonna be able to ride this thing?" Because I'm so tall, I'm six two, and I had those big huge shoes on. I'm like, I am going to ride this thing because <laughs> that is going to be hilarious, <laughs> and I have to do this. There's no one else is going to do this. I am doing this, damn it, and I'm gonna figure it out, and I did. Oh, that is, and that worked so perfectly. Oh, uh, so I I watched the movie up. again today, so like seeing watching that scene again like that worked that worked perfect i loved it because it, it's so so demented that you know he's in the middle of chasing down this girl that he surprised wearing another person's body parts right after she finds her sister in her, her oh, well her sister's friend dead 
like cut in half and i'm like and he just takes the time out from chasing her just to get on a bicycle that he finds and ride it around and i'm like this is great he's just like he, he's like oh i've got this whole building on lockdown i'm gonna have a little fun Whee! i'm like this is just <laughs> i remember thinking when i was watching the end of that 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 whole part i was like what in the actual fuck is going on right now i love this shit i texted you today and i was like oh my god i forgot how incredibly silly this movie is mm -hmm. like yeah. how much mm -hmm. i laugh through this whole entire movie and that part like that's almost like a spit take if you're right. not expecting it oh, you're, you're definitely not expecting that it's just like what the how where did that even come from why is there a mini bike in this building <laughs> was that in the bag like he's no, got this bag he, of stuff was the bike like in the he, bag <laughs> You know, when he decapitates the exterminator and he kicks the head, you hear this little ring ring sound, and the, it's the head hitting the bike. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, fun. <laughs> he was like, he, he heard the noise and went, What was that? Yeah, was like, that a fight? Oh, a new toy. <laughs> oh. <Squirrel. laughs> oh my god. I Art the it. clown is the literal definition of the squirrel from Ice Age. Yeah. Oh, scratch. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I could totally oh, see it. God. I could it's, totally see it. That's what I love about that character. His character is just like, he's doing some of the most depraved things, and then he just finds things to make it silly and fun. And it, it makes you like laugh at things. You're like, I should not be laughing. <laughs> terrifier for me personally and this is becky um i i feel like um and this this probably kind of goes hand in hand with i'm i am i am a huge comedy fan uh movies stand stand up um i i've even been told i'm a stand-up comedy snob and i was like i don't know about that but uh, <laughs> i don't know about being a snob but um i robin williams right <laughs> <laughs> i elsewhere please i love um and i think sometimes i i think it can come from a place especially if you're someone who has and this is like totally not to get into a therapy session but i think if you do come from a place of where you've had maybe any type of trauma in your life or hard times or anything and you're one of these people that can that can sort of like laugh at your pain in a way yep. and i've always been one of those people i comedians yep. that i gravitate to are those type of people um that's why movies like terrifier and characters like art work i mean yeah. because it's if you're already on that level of being able to laugh at maybe really horrible things that happen to you because that's your way of that's your coping with it that's your way of dealing with it that uh that's why Terrifier for me was just right up my alley because it is an incredibly fun movie to watch um, yeah. for for those reasons because it it is horrible on one hand but it's a clown doing it and he's oh, in, yeah. he's got a bike horn and he's <laughs> it's so much, and, and I, I totally identify what you said. I mean, that's that's so very true. It's just like, and you find that with so many people that do comedy, they yes. usually have tragic 
stuff that's happened during their life, they've usually been bullied, you know, and that, that was their thing. That was their coping mechanism for a lot of things. I mean, that that's ex- exactly what mine was. That's how I dealt with all the bullies and stuff like that. I, I learned how to laugh at myself, and once you start laughing at yourself, it takes the power away from them. 100%. And they're like, ah, crap, well, he's just making jokes. So that, that's why I started... That's how I developed my wit, especially with a lot of self-deprecating humor and stuff like that. It just took the power away from them. And then you have people laughing with you instead of at you, and then that gives you even more power. You have the control over them now. You're like, aha, now I'm the one in control. I'm making you laugh. Yeah. You got nothing. Because... Nope. (laughs) Yeah. And, And then dealing with horrible things that happen in life, like, you know, especially... Like that, I mean, that's not just how my family has been because we have so many disabilities in my family. My like, my mom was you know blind in one eye. I have a deaf aunt. I have you know my sister is mentally physically handicapped. And instead of wallowing, in, and I had different things, different learning disabilities and stuff like that as well. You know, I'm on the spectrum and all that fun stuff. And it's like. It, it, and instead of wallowing in, you know, pity or oh, poor pit for us, we all it just everybody in my family has found ways to joke about those things. Oh my God, my aunt and my deaf aunt would do stuff all the time about her, you know, just being deaf. And, you know, it's like because she would have her hearing aid on, and you know, someone just starts arguing with her. She just turns off the hearing aid. She's like, yeah, that is amazing. That is brilliant. Okay. I need wow. hearing aids. Yeah. <laughs> that so is, I can just turn someone off. That is incredible. Wow, it's, it's wonderful. It's like. <laughs> And like, and when my mom was with had cancer, I mean, I think that's you know, I I was doing everything in my power just to make her laugh at home, and she would make jokes about it and stuff like too. It's oh my god, especially when she was in the hospital and all these you know pain meditations. Oh, oh my god, the things she would do. <laughs> I, I still remember like one time she's like yelling at my dad, who's not even in the room, she's just hallucinating, and she's like. She's like, stop it! And she's making it sound like she's got something in her mouth. And I'm like, what? Like, mom, what? She's like, tell your dad to stop putting bricks in my mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> she's like, he's putting bricks in my mouth because he wants me to shut up. <laughs> I'm like, mom, I don't know what you're seeing right now, but give me some of that. <laughs> he's literally building a wall in my mouth right now. No, that's yeah. actually, I, I love that. Uh, my my mom had cancer before she passed, and I have a yeah, lot of sorry. similar story. Thank you. I for sorry for your loss as well. Um, yeah. I uh yeah. Oh my god, the the sto- the multitude of stories of just like same uh, thing, just just laughing about it. Yeah. You know, at that point because that was really the be- that was really for both of us. It it's was it was awesome, and it's all you can do. I, mean, I, I remember like, it was like the weekend after we found out my mom was diagnosed and everything like that. It's like my 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 aunt and all my cousins came in. We all went out to dinner one night at this Chinese restaurant. And I don't remember what we were doing, but we were the whole entire time. I, it's like myself and my, you know, some of my other family we were just goofing around dinner the whole entire night. Just like my my mom literally fell out of her chair laughing in the restaurant, and we were probably like the most obnoxious family ever. But we had other people laughing at us too that night. It was just like. <laughs> It was, and I will never forget that night. It was like, it's here we are. We just found some of the most devastating news and stuff like that. And 
we're instead of just sitting there wallowing in this, you know, we're all laughing and it was the most healing thing ever. It was just like, it's such a fun memory. Cause that was like the, one of the last times our family was together and that kind of, you know, where having fun like that, you know, it was just like, that was, it was, it's very special. And it was just that the power of the, of the joke sometimes, what it can do for people. I feel like this has become a nice little sit down with life advice from Art the Clown. <laughs> like, I love this. Though. Just yeah. sitting down and just have a laugh. Don't wallow in self-pity. Just go yeah. out and laugh. Laughter really yeah. is the best medicine. It really though. is. I, that, that is, yeah. I, I can't, I think so many people are living, breathing proof of that. Like that is incredibly true. That's one of like my favorite stories I heard about Robin Williams after he passed away. Was there was someone told the story about like how their family had just come from a funeral, and they all go into this ice cream parlor, and Robin Williams is just sitting there eating ice cream, and he just put two and two together just by the, their their disposition, their somber disposition, and the way they were dressed that they had come from a funeral, and he just. It just says everything about the man's character. He saw these people that were in pain, and he went over to them and just sits down with him and says, Hi, I'm Robin. Like, they didn't know who he was. He just introduces himself. Like, a, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I think they know who you are. Just but a regular just, guy. <laughs> yeah. And he just sat there, and he talked with them, and he just started joking with them because he wanted – he saw people were in pain, and he wanted to cheer them up. And I, I just that that's 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 what I loved about that man, and it's like that he had the right idea about you know this industry why why we do what we do. He's like, yeah, I I see people in pain. I want to bring people out of their pain. I want to bring joy to people's lives. And he was the constant entertainer, and and that's how he dealt with his own personal pain was bringing joy to others. And I, I, and I was like, this is such a beautiful story. You know, I'm like, that's one of the reasons I do what I do. It's just like, it's not about the money or the fame. I, just, I like to bring, you know, joy to other people. Even if I'm scaring the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I love, I, oh my God, that was amazing. I love that so much because like, even I, I feel that I do because, mm -hmm. um, you know, that kind of leads me into um, another question I had regarding Terrifier kind of ultimately becoming, you know, because it's one of those movies, you know, obviously we were introduced to the character of art by Damien Leone um, in All Hallows Eve originally. Uh, which I watched backwards. Uh, I just want to admit that. I did, I did <laughs> I, too. I'm one of those people where, I, and I, I've heard that. I don't think I'm alone with that. Like I watched Terrifier yeah. first and people were yeah. like, oh, there was another movie. And I'm like, what? And then I went back. <laughs> it's terrible. And I do that a lot. I'm really bad. No, I did it too. Like I, was like, I don't find out until was like the art last in anything else? What are you talking about? So bad. So I did it. I did it totally <laughs> backwards. Um, <coughs> And I, I know that you have uh, mentioned before in other um, interviews that uh, you did ultimately take a lot of inspiration from from Mike Gianelli, who played him yes. um, in the original movie, but also inspirations from uh, Freddy Krueger, the Joker, Charlie Chaplin, other influences. Um, how do you ultimately feel about Terrifier kind of becoming this like cult classic in a way? It's kind of become this cult movie where... Like we mentioned, uh, 
a certain group of people watch that movie and really, even as depraved as it is, <laughs> it's for them. Like it's yeah. their, it's their movie. It's like, that's how we feel about it. It's our movie. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, how do you ultimately feel about that character in that movie kind of taking on this like cult-like status in a way? Oh, it makes me so happy. It's, it's, it's surpassed my wildest expectations of what was going to happen with this because like when, when I uh, initially auditioned for it, I mean, it's just a low budget independent film. And I was like, I had never done film work before, and I wanted to just get my foot in the industry. I was like, well, this would be great, because I, I love the characters I had seen all Hallow's Eve before I auditioned for it. And I was like, I, I love this character, and I, I think there's a lot I could bring to him. I would love to have a chance to do that, but I'm like, I don't know if anybody's going to see this thing. I'm like, oh, well, who cares? This is this is a fun role. And that's how I am. I'd like, I, I don't care how big the party is or how you know how big of a paycheck i'm necessarily going to get as long as it's a role that i can have fun with and do something creative with that's what draws me to it I and that's how i thought about this and it, it, it the way it took off afterwards i was amazed because like you know the original distribution team we had for us they didn't really do much advertising for it so yeah. it was what amazed me was just, it was the fans it was the fans that got the word out because we just released on streaming and like some physical copies and stuff like that and it was that word of mouth of the horror fans of the horror community and the, the different websites out there that got the word out and that's what got us on netflix and boom that's when it really exploded so it yeah like, yeah it, it surpassed my wildest expectations, but I'm so happy people love the character because I love the character so much. He's such a fun, mischievous little bastard. And I, <laughs> I, there's so many that I just saw so much possibility with him. And I was like, I, I want to keep doing more things with him. There, I mean, there's one kill that I, I'm so determined to do one day that I'm like, it's based on a... a uh, a classic moment from Duck Soup, and I would, l I want to put my own dark spin on this whole moment from that film. And yeah, <laughs> so I know you so got to like, mm -hmm. yeah. So I have to say though, <laughs> Terrifier has my favorite kill ever in any horror movie ever. Yes. Um, I remember sitting down to watch it for the first time, and you know, it starts off where you see her hanging from the ceiling. Mm -hmm by her legs, completely nude, and my brain was like, mm, where are we going with this? Worst gynecology appointment. <laughs> and then you grabbed the saw, and I went, no fucking way. <laughs> and my roommate walks in and she goes, what, my face, if you could just see my face, I my mouth was agape. My yeah. eyes, I did not blink the entire time. And she was like, oh my god, I'm like, I didn't think they'd show it, and they showed, they showed yeah. it. I'm like they showed it. That was fucking amazing. They they showed it. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's how I felt when I read the scene. <laughs> all that description and it was just for our benefit. And I'm like, but Damien's like, oh no, we're gonna show it all. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh boy, this is gonna get people talking. <laughs> I was like, oh, book it, especially now, like you know. Most slashers are so PG thirteen when it comes to the kills. They're yeah. just they don't want to show the kills anymore. They're all trying to play it too dang safe, or it's all CG. Yep, all of and it. It's just yeah. Like, ah, nah. It's like he wanted to do it the real way with the prosthetics, and I was like, yes. I literally yes, couldn't let's do it. 
I couldn't even look away. I was like, I really didn't think they'd show that. And like my roommates said that we're both like mouth agape, eyes wide open. And we're like, holy shit. And I'm going to tell you why I love the scene so much. And I think this goes back to a lot of what we talked about with your physical comedy. Just not even so much in that scene, but throughout the whole movie, but really more in that scene. Art's facial expressions are chef's kiss. Yep. They are the most... He, <laughs> I, I laughed so hard through that whole scene. Like, I <laughs> like this isn't funny at all. I could, I mean, from the moment he whips the, like, the, the, the sheet back, the curtain, like, ta-da, like, he's so proud of himself and this display and what he's about to do and, like, very oh aggressively so. rips the underwear off. Um, it's like... <laughs> a little eyebrow raise too, right? But it's just that whole like, <laughs> it's it's amazing, especially since there's so much of, you know, arts, um, sort of a la like kind of the Marcel Marceau initially. Mm-hmm. He's there's no everything has to be so relied on physic physicality because. Yeah. There's no speech. He doesn't say anything. There's no dialogue at all, which I was that I feel like that was such a great point, too, with him, because we've seen those type of characters before in other films where they, you know, a la Silent Bob, that kind of character where they don't say anything. But for it to be the the, but in not even so much like. Uh, a Jason or a Michael Myers that doesn't say anything. Like, Art is very interactive, I guess I should say, like, with his victims. Like, he's very up close and personal versus those other guys. Like, I I love how you said that Freddy was an inspiration, Freddy Krueger was an inspiration for you because in this, um, I get a lot, I I get a lot of, uh, and I know this is usually the one everybody hates, but I've kind of grown to love it over time um, in the franchise is Freddy's dead, especially how funny Freddy, that that's really when you sort of see Freddy Krueger kind of turn more comedic. Yeah. Um, and as the franchise goes on and I see a little bit of that with art, like kind of how he's peeking right before he hits the guy with the hand, he's like, he's on the phone, he's peeking behind, he's kind of coming up the steps behind him like really quiet and sort of tiptoeing and like very mischievous before he's getting ready to bash him in the head with a hammer would you say he's tiptoeing um, through the tulips he is tiptoeing through the tulips <laughs> a little yes. bit. um that's brilliant on the floor. <laughs> i love i loved that like i love those little scenes where i i i saw that just even the scene like that i did see that sort of i i saw that freddie inspiration oh definitely definitely and and that's what I like about him. He, he's, he, he likes, you're right about him being, getting close and intimate with his victims. He likes to toy with people. Yes. I, I say he likes to play with his food. And that, <laughs> that's what's so much fun about him because it's like, he, he's not just doing, he's not killing people out of vengeance or any of that kind of stuff. That's all been done. He's, he's the anti-clown where clowns are supposed to be, you know, joy and amusement to other people. Art is bringing pain and misery to other people for his own enjoyment and his own amusement. So he's not performing for an audience. He's performing for himself. <laughs> and it's just, I love it. That's it's, it's so depraved, but it's, Oh, it's so fun. And what I like too, it's like, it, it, he's not like those other silent characters or just wearing a mask or something like that. 
he's the makeup allows for you know full range of expression so he can have different layers to him and you can tell what's going on in his mind you, you can see the different emotional aspects of the character he's not just one johnny one note he he gets uh, upset he gets angry he gets confused and he's <laughs> it's great i love it it's it's so much fun the scene with the woman um with the baby doll the, <laughs> the homeless woman like that's where she's kind of consoling him and he's sucking his thumb and yeah there there are all of these like different elements with art where you're like what you know what i'm not gonna try to make sense of this guy i'm just gonna go on it was that ride. moment where i was like what the fuck happened to you bro <laughs> like Art needs therapy. Art, are you good? Oh, yeah. You good, Art? Like, what the fuck happened to you? Clearly he had mommy issues. Let's just start with Oh, there. yes, very much. Oh, you so badly. It's just so like, badly abused. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Or was he? Or is it, was he just born this way? He's just innately evil. And it's just like, you know, because the, there, I, I, I mean, I remember way back when I was a camp counselor, I had this little kid in my camp family named Nicholas, and I swear, the kid was just innately evil. He was just a little shit. <laughs> and it was just remorseless, just, oh my god. <laughs> it was like, I, 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 and like his mom's like, I don't understand him. I'm like, I, I don't think anybody does. <laughs> Listen, you know when you look at kids back, I knew a kid in the fifth grade named Randall. That kid is either... He he he's probably in prison now. If I had to guess, oh, yeah. you know what I, I mean. Like you remember I'm people. I'm I'm sure Randall is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if he's still amongst yeah. the living, he is presently incarcerated or should oh, yeah. be. Um, <laughs> like yeah. I totally get it. When you meet people like that, even as a child, you're just like, yo. Uh... Oh boy, and I, I mean, <laughs> they, they don't, our camp directors deliberately put him in my group because they know if all the camp counselors there, I could handle him. And I, it was like, I, I could, I, God, I could be a little bit hard to clown with at times, too. But it, it really started like my, like, mm, I hate this kid. It was like, I, there was one day where we were out hiking and I had fallen on a rock and it gashed open a hole in my leg. And it was before he was in my camp family and stuff like that. So like, I had, it was the session before. And I, and I should have really gone to the, the ER and got stitches for it. But I was like, ah, I'll just put a bandage over it. It'll heal. I'm a, I'm a guy. Rub dirt. Put dirt yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be, <laughs> yeah. He'll be fine. Well, like, when he was in my family, like, one day I'm just standing there talking to another counselor. He comes up to me. And he looks me in the eye, looks down, sees the, the bandage on my leg, looks up at me again and smiles, rears back his foot and kicks me right in the wound. Oh and my! Like, I wanted to throttle his neck like Homer Simpson was due to Bart. You know, just like ah! I was like, I was, I was like, I am going to kill you. And it was just there was nothing to provoke him to do that. He just that's what he just wanted to do. It was very Art the Clown like. I was like, you little shit. <laughs> and so, um, <clears throat> I'm surprised you didn't eat that kid. Oh yeah, yeah I, it, and he grew up to be the next Ted Bundy. <laughs> Well, I got him back one day, and it's, it, it was like a few days later, and we're near the horse pen and stuff like that, and they had an electric fence. And anybody that grew, grew up around horses, you know, like the electric fence is not going to hurt you. It's not going to no, be No, I grew up, yeah, or lived shot. on a horse farm for a little, yeah. Yeah. 
enough to just like, oh, don't touch that, you know, type of thing. So like Nicholas, it's like, I'm gonna go over here and touch electric fence. And I'm like, don't touch that. It's going to shock you. You can't tell me what to do. I'm gonna do whatever I want. I'm like, oh no, please, no, don't, stop. <laughs> no, no, stop. Don't touch the electric fence, Nicholas. And he just goes over there, looks at me, does a whole little shitty grin at me again, and takes both hands and grabs hold of the wire. Well, his his muscles locked up on him, so he couldn't let go of the wire. So he's just sitting there, like, and, <laughs> and I just casually just walk over to the fence and turn it off. And he falls over, and he's on the ground, and I'm like, I told you. <laughs> He's like, Are you okay? I'm like, go take yourself to the office. They'll take care of you. Karma's a bitch, kid. Oh my yeah, God. I thought I was gonna get fired. Oh no! Like, my, my camp directors, they they were like, they like, hey, we gotta talk to you. Like, I, I about Nicholas of the fence, right? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, first off, we're gonna say don't ever do that again. I'm like, yes. But like. We, we saw it on video because they had cameras all over the Oh, God. Like, yeah. There's like, we wish we could have been there in person to see that because that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, like, you didn't really do... him so much. Like, oh, oh, my that, God. Like, if that had happened to any other kid, you would probably have been fired. But we'll <laughs> let this one slide because <laughs> she deserved that so much. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, oh, thank you. It's like, oh, it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing. It's like, oh, karma. Oh, my Karma's God. a bitch, kid. I love that. That, oh, my God. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. and it's one of those things, like, I love kids, but you just never know. You never know, yeah. especially in a bunch like that, what kind of, and again, who, poor, poor little Nicholas. Let's just hope he mm -hmm. didn't grow up to become the next Ted Bundy. I, I um, think he grew up to be Eartha Clown. Or that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, one, that should be a monk or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Like We're just going to... Yeah. Because I gave him electroshock shock therapy. You know what? Possibly. You you could have rewired something and now I he's on like him. a monastery island or something. Yeah. Like, a monastery took, took a vow of silence <laughs> and he's just in... Yeah, I'm I'm down with that. Let's hope, yep. that's, let's hope that's ultimately what happened. Seriously, uh, fuck off, Nicholas. Yeah. <laughs> I did. It's kind of an inspiration for art, I guess you could say. Oh, I like that, though. Yeah. Early inspiration. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Asshole kid being an inspiration for a killer clown. I love it. Yep. <laughs> I did want to also ask, um, to kind of get back into the, the makeup process with art, that uh, I re uh, in an interview you had mentioned about the uh, makeup process taking about four hours to do with prosthetics and, and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I have, I've seen many times Robert England mentioning in interviews and, uh, how long, especially in those for, in that first movie, how long the Freddie makeup would take was, yeah. did, would that, did you kind of find yourself sort of like, as the makeup would go on sort of like channeling art, like as it's like, as you're having to sit there and, you know, because four out four hours is a long time. For me, long that would time. be a that would be a long yeah. time to sit there. You know, I would definitely be thinking some evil thoughts like in oh, that four yeah. hours. It, it was more. 
I would think that more when I was trying, they were trying to get it off of me because it was such a process too. Because a lot of the locations we were at did not have the greatest facilities for that. Like the 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 place we're in Trent didn't have any running water. Oh my god! And so that was just annoying. So that you know they had to just basically sit there and scrub it off, and it would. Mm. I had already been filming for like over 12 hours and so I was tired. I just, I just want to go to bed. I'm like, get it off my face. I want to go to bed. I'm just like, yeah. So that's, that's more when that, that side of art would come out. But like <laughs> when I was in the chair, usually it was just Damien and I shooting the shit and talking about movies and other stuff like that. So that's actually how we bonded a lot. Oh, that is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I did have a couple of quick questions about uh, Terrifier 2. Um, now, so I know... when is Terrifier 2 coming out? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will go ahead and answer that. Yeah, I was waiting. Um, it's definitely coming out before Halloween in some shape or form. We're hashing all that kind of stuff out right now, looking for, you know, talking to distribution or, you know, we, who knows, we might even do self-distribution. We're, we're exploring all options and stuff like that, you know, you possibly putting in theaters or just physical we're looking at all options right now oh that's so amazing seeing it in the theater i will be there oh yeah. same I mean, oh both like, of us like limited release like we have to do like what kevin smith did with you know the last jay and silent bob movie, right show. i think that would be fun too because it's like it's definitely a movie that needs to be seen with an audience has uh, to like, be i we we came to that conclusion when we were in Texas for Texas Frightmare last year, we just showed four minutes of it. And, and, and it was a scene where <clears throat> it was right before a kill scene happened. So we're leading up to a kill scene, but it, we didn't show a kill scene. It was just art, basically kind of like the, the, the uh, diner scene in the first one where art's just fucking around with everybody and <laughs> his environment. And it was so much fun. Just like we had some good jump scares in it. We got some good laughs and it was just like, it was like a, freaking rock concert is hearing the interact everything was hitting the way we wanted to hit and more and i'm like oh my god i gotta see this with the crowd because if, if they're reacting like this i want to see them how they react to this scene and this scene and this scene and this thing i'm like i have to i have to like cause that's like the stage performer me i like the feedback there you I go like to see how yeah respond. I, I, that way i know what works and what doesn't work when you see the genuine reactions happening so uh, that's i, I really want to see it with an audience I love that idea. Actually being able to do that, um, even taking it around, like you said, like maybe to different con like different conventions, taking yeah. it on the road, something to that effect. Um, yeah, and we would love that. Yes, I'd totally absolutely. be there for that. Um, so yeah, while, while I'm talking right now, like I think they're ha hashing this stuff out as I speak. So you know, oh, you know, so awesome. Shutter, Netflix, all those kind of possibilities too. Awesome. Um, did you guys find any, I mean, obviously besides the dreaded C word, um, did you guys find any, like, were there any major differences between shooting, uh, the original versus the, the sequel? Um, I would say, uh, we were a lot more, I guess, more confident this time. It, gotcha. Like, okay, we know what works. We know what people like. And, and so... It, it took a lot of pressure off in some ways, oddly enough. We're like, okay, now we can really have fun with this. And we had a bigger budget, too, so that allowed us to explore a lot more possibilities and stuff like that. So it, it was, it was, I would say it was definitely a lot more fun. It, it took a lot more time, too, because of COVID and yeah. all that. And 
I will say, yeah, we did have some miserable places we filmed in, too, because we, we filmed mostly in the winter and stuff like that. So oh, that's like, fine. <laughs> yeah, and you, you can't have heaters going while you're filming because of sound issues. So it's like, oh, yeah, I, know, I, I know I was miserable at times. I know, like, my female co-stars, especially poor Lauren LaBear and, like, her Valkyrie costume that she wears for a lot of the big chunk of the movie. I'm like, oh, you're not in a lot of clothes right now. And I'm <laughs> so sorry. Like, like it's like I, I think sometimes when you see her shaking, it's like yeah, it looks like she's really scared. But I'm like I think part of that is just she's so cold. Like yeah, I'm yeah, I'm freezing. That's, like this is just this is just adding to the effect though. Believe yeah. she's terrified. And, and she used it. She totally used it. Where she's like no no, let me use this. Oh, that's I'm fucking like, yeah, awesome. She's wonderful. Oh my gosh, she's wonderful in this thing. And I've heard, yeah, I, I've just from other, you know, it's, we've, we've been fortunate enough to, you know, not only with you, but like other people we've interviewed that, um, primary, that they have been independent films, which is great. And just hearing yeah. about how, um, even, even with all the like trials and tribulations and the locations and all that kind of stuff that like, ultimately it winds up, especially on a, on a horror movie set is so much fun. It just looks like. A blast like it just looks like it would just be so much so much fun to do the blood the guts it is. all of it <laughs> oh it is it, it gets so it, it's it's crazy and I, I think that's sometimes where the hilarity comes from it's like we're trying to do something just being funny and silly just to keep our sanity at times because like the conditions <laughs> we're in are horrible and now what we're doing is pretty horrible too and like when i'm doing all this some of the stuff i'm having to interact with like prosthetic wise I'm like this is gross i'm like i'm glad they weren't running sound because i'm just going <laughs> you're just like gagging on set and there's oh yeah yeah and then i gotta have dinner right afterwards i'm like i have got crap all over my hands ah i need bleach <laughs> Yeah, I need I need all the bleach and all the Lysol yeah. wipes. I need at yeah. least. Just let me bathe in hand sanitizer right now. Please. I just took a Purell shower, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! But that, it's we were just silly. Oh my god, so much silliness on set is just um. It, because I get the question a lot. It's like, oh, are you, you do you go full method actor with art? I'm like, oh. Good God, no! Oh no, I'm I'm joking around and doing my silly yeah. voices and you know fart jokes or whatever <laughs> up until they're saying rolling and then like I'm serious, put on the angry eyes and then as soon as they say cut, I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? <laughs> Which has got to look really weird when I'm covered in copious amounts of blood <laughs> and I'm standing over you with a knife in my hand. I'm like, are you fine? Oh, are you okay? <laughs> That's so, so precious. It's got to be very surreal. I, I know Lauren has commented sometimes, it's like how, how quickly I can snap in and out of character and just sometimes could be quite just, you know, just uh, creepy. Like maybe catch people <laughs> off guard a little bit. Like, okay, I know it's David, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I guess it also helps them too because it can be so jarring. They're like, oh God, there's the face. <laughs> there's the angry, angry eyes. There it <laughs> I is. Say. So I was like, yeah. And then cut and yeah, fart jokes. Oh, See, I, I love, love that it. though because it's like you're you're being yourself on the set. Because I feel like if you weren't doing stuff like that, it yeah. would be just very weird to be around you. If you just stayed oh, yeah. in character the whole time, I'd be like, he's kind of creeping me the fuck out. Like I don't. Oh 
God. Can you please I, speak? <laughs> I, I don't want to do that to our poor cast members, especially <laughs> our crew, because especially the crew is working their butts off on things. It's like they don't get nearly the respect that they deserve on, I, I think, a lot of sets and stuff like that. And I don't, oh. I don't want to be that jerk, not to name names, <clears throat> the guy that was in a popular film that came out recently that took 45-minute pee breaks because he had to be in full character at all times and he had to use crutches to go to the bathroom so he could feel the pain of it all and i'm like every time you have to go pee everybody has to wait 45 minutes for your sorry ass to do this and he's like do you know how much everybody's got lives outside of here that they want to get back to so why are you doing this to other people that is one thing that a lot of people, you know, I've never personally worked on a movie set or anything, but again, just from being a cinephile and mm -hmm. reading and watching a lot of things, you, I don't think people understand that, you know, some people have this whole thing like, oh, these method actors, it's so great. They're so brute. Yeah, but you're not, you're not getting into how that affects everybody else. Yeah. You're absolutely it's right. There is a whole. impacting other people, then you need to stop that shit. That exactly. I, yep. I yes, agree it, with it, that. it's not it's not giving it's it's giving asshole. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're not you're literally you're a walking giving, diva. You're like, not giving method. It. You're giving diva. Like yeah. you're not. It, 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 to me, it tells me you didn't do the the work before coming to your job. It's like you, yes. I, I think the actor needs to do their research and everything before coming to set. You need to be ready to perform. And that if you, I understand now, if you have to take a few minutes just to get into the moment and stuff like that, right. totally understandable. But if you have to be like that the whole entire time and it is impacting everybody else around you, nah, it's like, just act, man. Just act. If you're really that good, you could be able to turn it on and turn it off. That, to me, is what a true actor can do. They yeah, can, if you can, if you have to take 40... yourself one second and then, boom, become that character. And you believe them. Yeah, if you're taking 45-minute pee breaks, I think you should just be fired. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, I love, I couldn't agree with everything you said more. Let that, let yeah. that be some, that's a little bit of inside the actor studio advice to, to anybody uh, that's listening that maybe wants to get into acting. Like, yeah, yeah. just, if, if you can do it, just, just. Get out there and consider do it. Of everybody you're working with, especially and that. crew, because the, the crewmen, I mean, us actors, we just sit there and wait for a long time until we actually they're saying rolling. That's when we're working usually. The crew, they're on all the time. When you're rolling, when you're not rolling, they're when you're not rolling, they're busy setting everything up and you know, they're working their butts off. So for you to take you know, do something that's going to take all that kind of time, you know, especially valuable time away from the where they got to wait for you. It's like, uh, I mean, I, I, I remember like one time when I was, I was on set of Gotham, I, I, we were racing the sun and I, I had a moment where whatever I had, I have an allergy to onions and I think my, the meatballs I had had at craft services had onions in them. And so I'm, they're micing me up or we're about ready to roll. And all of a sudden my tummy just goes, growl, 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 growl. And I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> and I'm like, I am so, so sorry, but I really need to go to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, they're like, oh, go ahead and go in the bushes. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no,
that. I was embarrassed too, but I was I felt so bad because I'm like, I know we're on a time crunch. And this is taking time away from everybody, and I'm like, I I was like profusely apologizing to everyone, like I am so sorry. But of course, everyone's like, oh, no, no, it's totally understandable. But I'm like, yeah, but I still feel bad because <laughs> I'm like, I know, I know we're racing the sun right now. <laughs> oh, I love that though. Yeah, but I. I have IBS, so I completely... Um, Same. I'm, like, right there with you. When you're like, no. <laughs> like, I, I need go to go. To the, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> like, yeah. I need an actual toilet and yeah. and things. Like, like I don't think bush. you understand. <laughs> Not a bush. I, you don't understand. It was, it was like, you know, like, dumb and dumber. Like, goes to the bathroom type of bad situation. I love it. Oh, man, those are the... <laughs> listen, I've been there, sir. Flaming hot like, Cheetos. Oh. My first time being on a TV set and this happens. And I'm like, oh, no. And then even the, like the sound guy, because he, he heard the whole thing with my tummy. He's like, oh. Yeah, let him go. He said, oh. <laughs> like, oh, God. Like, it had to. Chewbacca was having a bad day in my, in my bowels. <laughs> I was just like, oh, no. It's chewy. Oh, not Chewbacca. Oh my god. Chewbacca bowels. That's a new thing. I love it so that's much. a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. Chewbacca bowels. Bowels. And then Chewbacca just bowels. have by David Howard Thornton oh, at the bottom. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like, oh no. And of course it's like here I've been waiting to go on set for hours and that's when it hits. And that's when it right. God, Perfect timing. Thank you, Bowels. Uh, of course, of course. <laughs> Appreciate Great. it. And luckily, we got everything done and stuff like that, and we all were laughing about it later <laughs> on. But I was like, I, I just felt so bad because I'm like, I don't want to hold up production, <laughs> you know, because it's like I, I try to be as considerate as I can for everybody. I, I'm like that on set too. I get so, I, I guess it's like my 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 being on the spectrum. I'm very structured person, especially about schedules. And I, I, I want to keep us on schedule. I, I hate it when I know we're running back, you know, running behind on things. I get stressed, and I, and I know it's stuff that doesn't even really concern me. I have no control over it, but I, I get so stressed over that kind of stuff. And I, I want to make sure everything's flowing. And I'm like, I don't want to do anything that disrupts that. You know what? Though, at the end of the day, I think that's awesome to be that considerate just yeah. anyway as a person, but then more so like you said, to really give that consideration for those film crews because yeah, yeah they're really the backbone. They of, really are. Yeah. Any any by far. Any movie or T V show you see, they they are the background. They are definitely yeah. the backbone for sure. So Yeah. The crew and also the stunt actors. And the stunt actors yeah. oh the God. stunt actors get the recognition they deserve. We had some amazing stunt actors on part two. Oh, that's so awesome to hear that. I, I was so fortunate enough um, sometime back to meet uh, Zoe. I almost lost her name for a second. I got to meet oh, Zoe Bell. Um, uh, yes. who's, yeah, who's worked with Quentin Tarantino and everybody. She was, I told her, I said, you are a certified badass. And she's like, oh, well, thank you. And I'm like, no, but like you are like you don't understand the respect i have for stunt people and like yeah and you're a woman and you like you're just you are the shit you know like yeah. you really are like you are you are the ultimate of ultimate badasses like uh -huh. it was so incredible to meet her like not i mean not only like i'm like i'm touching someone that 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 
touch Tarantino. <laughs> like that was surreal. <laughs> like I'm touching you and you touch Tarantino and this is like the closest I'm ever going to get to touching Tarantino. So this is awesome. <laughs> um, but also just meeting someone that, yeah, I mean, stunt people. Oh God. And, and stunts she's done. Like, Oh my God. Just death proof alone. It's oh. Just like, oh my God. The stunt, like when she's get out of here. Front of that car, oh my God. Like, I'm like, Holy shit. She really did that. <laughs> Insane. I'm like, that's and amazing. I'm like, I, I have a lot of friends that do stunt work, and it's just, especially the people that have to do the falls out of things. Oh, God. It's, like, it's just, oh, my gosh, that's scary. Because if you do one thing wrong, you can die. It's just Literally, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, it's, oh, my, my, my buddy Jared, he, uh, DeCroche, he's, he's usually the guy you see, you know, thugs for, you know, the villains and stuff like that. But I always joke with him because he's always the guy that falls down steps. <laughs> and I'm like, well, so where, where are you falling today? What steps are you falling down today? And I was like, <laughs> but people are said that's one of the most dangerous and hardest stunts to do. Is it really fall down is. Steps. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like, you don't understand. He works his ass off. He's risking himself doing that. And it's like, and I think it's so badass. And that's why I joke around with him with it. It's like, I, I respect the hell out of that because that's, awesome and it looks amazing and it's like i i've seen that in movies before where some, someone goes down steps and I'm like oh god that was wow that was so well done i hope they only had to do that once or twice <laughs> i could not agree with you more. i mean yeah if you do if you fall down the steps wrong you could break your neck like yeah. very easily i i could not agree very with you more easy. any movies i ever see it's funny we're we're actually going to be talking about um tales from the dark side and there's mm-hmm. There's a scene in the in the one the, the cat segment, the cat from hell segment, where there's a, a falling down the stairs, and it's almost kind of like a sort of a spiral staircase kind of thing where there's yeah. where the woman's falling. And uh, yeah, any scenes in a movie like that where somebody falls down the steps is always I'm it, it I I cringe a little bit, even if it's yeah. not a horror film. I'm just kind of like oh, because yeah, I realize it's a stunt, but. It does. And too, like you were saying, if, if you, you hope they only had to do that once and you know, that, that they got it, <laughs> you yeah. don't have to do that again. Cause Ugh, I couldn't so come so to a that. Yeah. Yeah. Big props to stunt people. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. They are, they are incredible. They really yeah. are. They put their lives on the line for sure. Yeah. Um, That's one thing I love, you know, with, the well, you know, Tarantino's last one and the once a time upon a time in Hollywood, they really yes. focused on the stunt man. And I was like, yes, thank you for acknowledging this. I saw that movie 11 times. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have yet to see it because I suck as a person. <laughs> but I it's, bought it. I bought it on Black Friday for $4. I'm just, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Tarantino fiend though. I am, I'm, yeah. I'm ridiculous. It's just, uh, well, love, and, yeah, I love his films. I love his films. I, there's never been a Tarantino film that I did not like. Same. I could not agree with you more. And uh, watching it with my dad was really cool because he grew up around. I mean, my dad still watches the old westerns, and you know, so he he loved the movie. He absolutely oh, yeah. loved ev- every bit, the soundtrack, everything. Oh, like my he's God. So yeah, good. man. The man is pure genius. Like. Yeah. Just, just pure genius. Um, not bad for a high school dropout. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, really, yeah. not. He didn't do too bad for himself, ultimately. Nah, he's done amazing things. <laughs> um, David, before we let you go, uh, I did have a quick question I wanted to ask. 
regarding um has there has there been any actors that you've worked with so far that that you just really loved working with and is there anyone in the future that you would possibly love to work yeah. with yeah yeah um gosh i mean i i i i just well first of all just like people i've worked with on terrifier terrifier 2 have just been amazing i mean like jenna cannell and you know terrifier 1 is amazing samantha scafidi Catherine Cochran, just amazing i mean part two i mean i i can't say enough about lauren lavera who's played sienna she's i think oh. she's gonna blow people away with so excited oh yeah i can't she's such a badass and, uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I don't want to mention them by name yet because I, 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 it's like, yeah, I, I would almost be spoiler, but like one of our actors slash actresses in Terrifier 2 is like she went above and beyond for the scene that this person's in and is just totally committed to this scene in days and days and days of just dealing with prosthetics and copious amounts of blood and stuff like that and just fully gave it their all this whole entire time I was like that was amazing so you know I, I got a hand to that person and I'm gonna be glad when the movie comes out so I can actually say you are amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah. awesome but um gosh uh, I'm like there I, when I, I've been filming another film called stream and there uh, there's other actors in the movie, I necessarily, not necessarily been in scenes with, but I've been able to be on set with them, and it's been amazing to see them work, like Jeffrey Combs and Dee Wallace, Tony Todd, you know, Danielle Harris, all these people. I'm like, oh my god, they're just, just, just an honor to be in a the same movie with them. So I'm just like, this is amazing. But I'm like, one person, you know, I'll name one actor I would love to work with and one director I'd really love to work with. Uh, one actor I would really love to work with. So he's been a huge inspiration for me. And I, I have met him in real life and we've sat and chatted for a good while just to get to know each other. Now we've become friends. Doug Jones. Oh my God. I Listen, love Doug like, Jones. Oh my God. Doug is just mm. amazing. He's what every human being should aspire to be. He is just, just pure ball of sunshine. He's I will just... meet him one day. You haven't met him? No, I know he comes to conventions and it, it's I he it's always one he's of these like I, I miss him every time and I I I yeah. oh my god he's on my list. He's I will meet such him. Such a wonderful person. Oh, he is so talented. He is so talented. Oh ridiculously talented. And he's so and nice. I, I've modeled my career off of him because I'm like that's he's what what I want to be doing. He's I, I he's able to you know live his own life and have his own anonymity but also be able to play so many amazing yes. characters mm -hmm. like people don't necessarily know who doug jones is when you mention him by name but they know who he's played mm -hmm. and it's, he's, he's so diverse and that's what i love about him he's so physical and he's so diverse I and think... he's just such a wonderful person and i would love for us to be in something together play like maybe father and son or i don't know brothers i don't care i'm putting that out in the universe <laughs> just love that a director i would really love to work with because i really I, I love his style he's one of the newer directors and that's really gotten and he's also an actor too is uh taika watiti yeah oh, yes oh my gosh i i would love to work with him yes it's just i i recently finished watching um our flag means death and my my buddy steve rizzo is actually um uh, the actor that plays steve uh, steve bonnet 
he's his stunt double and that but i'm like just like taika watiti is just i love his sense of humor so do i agree like he's got that that same sense of humor that i have and i love it he, he's he's actually bringing back really good comedy i agree i agree with that we we've been absent. That's been absent for like over a decade now mm-hmm. for films, and it's like he's bringing it back, and he's he's really good with verbal comedy, but he's also really good with great physical comedy. I just love his style. I love his 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 work. Sound like I've got. I would just love to be on set with him. And my buddy said he's just cool, cool good dude to be on set with. I'm like ah. Oh. So yeah, and I'll put another one out there too. Of course, Tarantino's one, and um, yeah. Guillermo del Toro. I would love to work with Guillermo mm-hmm. del Toro because I just love his vision. Yeah, yes. <laughs> we both said yeah. I. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> agree with you. Could not agree with you more. Um, cannot wait to see that film with Jeffrey Combs and and D. Wallace and everyone. Tony Jeff- Todd oh, and Daniel Harris. Yeah. damn, what a cast! It, it, is insane. I mean, like so many people, it's like a who's. It's like an Expendables version of a horror movie. Right? Yes. I I love it. I agree. I love that because yeah. you've got Rose, someone Steve from Sheridan, Daniel Roebuck. Oh God. Yeah, uh, oh, that's amazing. Because you so so many people in this thing. I'm like, I'm on I'm on set with all these people. Wow. That I'm a fan. <laughs> that you're a fan. Yeah, that's really cool too. And I've I've heard you mention that in other interviews that like you're a fan like people are fans of you but you also are fans of people oh, like a big fanboy geek I'm oh just... yeah that's awesome well, though i love yeah, when i uh, hear that because i i fanboy geek out when i meet people and oh 100 I, I i hate it i never got to talk to matthew lillard when we were there in cincinnati because i i've been fanboying over him for years same too, like and I hear he's just the coolest, nicest guy too. Yeah, he really, he really was. I got two hugs. I didn't, uh, I didn't I get know. to meet him. Maybe one day it'll happen, David, yeah. for both, <laughs> for both yeah, of us. <laughs> Next time, David, if you come, if you come again, and then you come and he's there, I'll be like, move. Yeah, everybody you'll be move. Just... I, I've always felt like he was so underrated. He I is. Like, oh my god, he's so good, especially at comedy. He is so funny. Is so funny. Really, really funny. A lot of physical comedy. I mean, Scream is, yeah, a horror film, but oh my, is, he had so much. Fi- and Jamie Kennedy yes. and Skeet that really made that movie. That yeah. How they all played off of each other so well. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh my God, I love that movie. And Jamie Kennedy's hysterical. Like, he's gone back oh, to yeah. doing stand up comedy. I cannot wait to see him to see him live i would love to see yeah. him stand up like i just i think that's i think that's amazing because he's yeah. he's hilarious he was hilarious in that in that movie mm-hmm. those those guys made that movie they were hilarious oh, yeah. in that movie love those guys love those guys damien got to hang out with him because he got to stay an extra night down there and, and he just said the best stuff about him like i he, he like just sent me a message while he's out with him i'm like i fucking hate you right now <laughs> i hate you so much i hate you but tell them I love them, but I hate you. <laughs> I love them, hate you. <laughs> I was cracking up because I was I first got in line on Friday for Matthew, and then they said he was going to be late, and Skeet had showed up. Yeah. So I said, "Oh hell, I'll go over there and get Skeet and come back to Matthew." Now yeah. I don't. I probably haven't told you this, but it's pretty obvious. I am extremely gay. And we're in yeah. we're in line, and I looked at my friend, and I said, "Girl, I tell you what, I don't know what it is about Skeet right now, and I'm gay as hell, but that man is fine." 
I'm straight. I'm even like, damn, I kind of have a man crush. I'm, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, yep, I get it. I get it. I get and I'm it. I'm over here gay as hell. And I'm like, I don't understand what's wrong with me right now. But I'm like, I would climb that man like a tree. What is wrong with me? I, I totally get it. I'm like, yep, yep, I totally get it. And he's the coolest guy, too. He is very nice, yeah. So I, I, I got to meet him and hang out with him a few years ago at Scarefest in uh, Kentucky. Oh, nice. We all just hung out one night, and a lot of us in the green room, and they were just shooting shit and drinking wine, and it was just, that was an amazing night. It was just like, ah, oh, man, because yeah, I got to know these celebrities that I grew up watching, you know, for <laughs> my whole entire life. As just, people, yeah. And it was just like, we weren't talking about the business or anything, we were just shooting shit, and it was just like, this is, there's no pretentious or anything like that. It was everybody was themselves, and it was great. I love. I that. love that. I yeah. love that. Um, I also love that. I I wanted to mention too, real quick. I did get to meet Jeffrey Combs a few a couple years back at Horrorhound. Um, and I know that uh, you had mentioned in an interview that you know everybody know everybody knows him from Reanimator, but mm-hmm. that you had mentioned, and I I just want to say for the record before we end how much I loved that, that you said this because I could not agree more. The first movie I actually saw him in was The Frighteners. And yes. I think The Frighteners is so incredibly underrated. Oh and my God, so underrated. It, it is so, it, like, I I will praise that movie forever and all. And again, D. Wallace, hello. Uh-huh. Um, it's, uh-huh. it is an incredible movie. And Agent Dahmer's is everything. Oh like, God. that role is just the one of the greatest things to ever happen. He yeah. He's amazing in everything. You know, obviously after that I saw Reanimator and everything else he's done since yeah. and am a huge I'm I'm a huge 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 fan of his. It was so great to meet him, but yeah. being able to tell him that like, man, I'm telling you, Agent Dahmer's that character, nobody I've never se- I have I've never seen a character before like no. that and I've never seen a character since like that. And he played the hell out of it. Um, it's and amazing. It's an it's like he's he, and that's a great movie. And so there's so many great characters in it. But like God, he he was the star of the show to me. He was. Once he showed up, like, wow. he stole the whole movie. And I I just oh tell God. people all the time if they've never seen Frighteners, I'm like, it's Michael J. Fox in a horror movie. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like, yeah, and Peter Jackson directed it. And it's just oh, it's so good. It's such a good. movie movie oh i love that movie so much and i will you know i love that peter jack i i you know of course i'm I'm a lord of the rings nerd but uh i have mad respect that peter jackson's background was horror like that's how he started like it just and the frighteners dead alive oh my god classic um but yeah the frighteners is is everything i i just encourage anybody that's never seen it i'm just like you can't get you know Jeffrey Combs, but you can't get much more than Michael J- yeah. Michael J. Fox in a horror film. Like I don't yeah. know how much more I can mean, sell. John movie. Astin's in a plane John- an old cowboy. It's just a ghost too. He's it's amazing just- in that. That yeah, that that movie does not get the credit it deserves, oh, and it is God, it absolutely really incredible. It just felt so good to hear you say that in an interview because I feel like <laughs> I, I, I just scream that from the rooftops. How incredible yeah. that movie god now i'm like oh my it does. god it's such a good movie it's so freaking entertaining it's just oh i have met some oh. diehard horror fans that are that not only have never seen it 
but then will tell me they've never even heard of it. And that just makes uh, me want to have a stroke and I die. would just like to say that I'm <laughs> one of those know. people. You haven't seen it yet, but you will see it. When you first told me about it, I hadn't heard she of had it. She had never heard of it. No. I almost had a stroke. Didn't die. But uh, <laughs> In my defense, I was raised Baptist, okay? And I didn't know about these This things. is true. <laughs> she has a lot of defenses, David. In my defense. glad you understand that. There's a lot of... She hits me with a lot of the, hey... And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm hey, sorry. by the way, I was raised Baptist and didn't get into horror movies until I was 18, remember? Sorry! <laughs> but that's the thing, though. That, that she gets, you you kind of get to live vicariously through her when she gets to see one of these movies for the first time. Exactly. Like, that's I mean, kind of exciting that she gets, you know, you've seen it, but she hasn't. So it's like, oh, there's something you haven't seen yet. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I can't wait for you to see this. That's like when so I showed exciting. one of my best friends Saul. And got to watch her react to the ending for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is how I reacted. Like, she literally could not breathe. She's like, yeah. what the fuck? And I was like, <laughs> if there was a movie I could unsee, just so I could see the see ending. It again. It would be Saw. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I... I, I... I, I still remember sitting uh, like on the couch with my best bud and we're watching it. I'm like, oh, this is a you know, fun slasher. And then that happened. We're like, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yes. Yes. I was one of oh the lucky God. people that got to see it in the theater. And it was one of those. I, I've only oh. had that experience maybe a, a handful of times where when the movie ended, you could have heard a pin drop is silent. I mean, I'm talking a whole theater full of people just dead silence. Like, you don't hear a word because everybody was just in shock. Like, no... Yeah. I, I, again, like, why I love going to the, mu the movies, that shared experience of all of us. Like, we don't know any... We don't know each other, but we're all sitting there like, what in the fuck was that? <laughs> like, what did we just watch? Yeah, and I love that. I love it I, I'm usually the guy that figures out who the killer is or, you know, the big plot twist way, way too soon before most people do. And so if someone can fool me like that, I, I love it. I, that makes me so happy. It's the best. I'm telling you, man, that was the moment I fell in love with James Wan. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I don't care what yeah. this man does. I will follow him to the end. Yeah. <laughs> I want to work with him too. <laughs> okay, yep, we're putting him on the list. We're going to manifest yeah. this for you, David. We're, we're gonna putting this in the James universe. Wan. We're putting yeah, this in the like, universe. If I ever found out he was a fan of Terrifier, I'd be stoked. I'm oh like, my dude, god. Dude, thank you. I'm like, please. You, you walked for so we could run, you know. I feel like, like James Wan is the king of modern horror. Yeah. I, I really he, do. He was independent for the longest time. He yeah. started off independent and was like, he gives, gives us all hope. It's just like, it, but I think you know, right now we're seeing a, a resurgence of independent horror movies because, you know, I love it. streaming platforms have really helped with that because so many more, you know, directors and screenwriters and filmmakers can get stuff out now that's new and fresh and it doesn't have to go into the theaters anymore. It can go straight to streaming and be just as popular and successful. I agree, because a lot of times, a lot of the hidden gems that I have found, honestly, were because of Amazon Prime, Shutter, Netflix, Hulu. Tubi. Tubi. Yeah. So, I can't tell you how many movies I've seen on Tubi where I'm like, holy shit, that's a hidden gem for horror. Yeah. So I mean, usually for, like, independent films, if you couldn't get seen in the theater, then 
no, you're never going to be seen. You're just not going to be success. I mean, that would have happened to us with Terrifier because, like, no one was going to put us in theaters. It's like it, with the content we had. And it's just right. the streaming platforms really did wonders for us. Yeah. It's, I think, too, a lot of it's that uh, genuine horror fans are sick of reboots and remakes. We want something yeah. new. And that's why and the streaming the platforms are like yeah. really trying to help with that with the independent films because Terrifier's yeah. new. That's something we haven't seen before. Yeah. Like stop rebooting and remaking everything, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can experiment more. You have more freedom to go crazy with stuff and that's what we did and that's what we did in Terrifier too. We went crazier with things. Yes. And I'm just like, we took that as a personal challenge. Like, how can we top the the hacksaw scene? Well, let's do it. Let's just go crazy. Oh, okay. Oh, we're topping my favorite kill scene ever? This is great. I'm ready. (laughs) My body is ready. We're trying, at least. I I will say this especially one scene is more vicious and brutal than that hacksaw scene by far. Now, if it's going to top it, I don't know. That's up for the audience to decide. (laughs) But... Oh boy. He, goes crazy <laughs> he, said, on this oh boy. One. he does not hold back and it's just oh shit. <laughs> so like, I'm gonna make sure my girlfriend doesn't see it. Cause there's yeah. no way in hell she can handle that gore. If it's worse oh, than the hacksaw scene. We went crazy. Like Damien went bonkers with the in, with the prosthetics and this. There's just one thing he feels like when I stepped on set and I saw this thing and then it moved, I was like Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's like that's something that would normally be CG'd in movies, but he built this himself, and I'm like, oh my god, people are gonna freak out with this thing. I cannot so wait. Awesome. I have so much a- admiration for that, especially yes. you know, reading that Damien was so gung ho on on raising the money uh, himself, like not letting anybody take over control of art yeah. or change anything um just That's keeping all of that creative control and i love that making it you know because yeah. ultimately you guys are like you know and i mean i think it goes i think it goes to show with a lot of these independent filmmakers you're not only making these movies for you you're making these movies for the fans it's not about yeah. the critics and and all of that like yeah you would like them you would like yeah. them to like what you've made, but that's not always going to happen. And no. um, but ultimately, the the fans are the ones that not only are the bread and butter, but they're the deciding factor. Um, and uh, for fans like us, that's and and somebody like me, you know, again, like I said, growing up with it, um, and having that introduction to to early, like you know, so got to see. Blair Witch in the theater and like yeah. all of these like er, like the the in- introduction to early independent film and even way back then seeing the trajectory that it took and now with streaming services and seeing more of what it's able to do I am somebody like me at my age I am as a horror fan I am so excited to see where it's going now because yeah. there's so many more opportunities now than than there ever was. You don't have to be oh, like Kevin Smith and put yourself in credit card debt. <laughs> right. To yeah. me, <laughs> you know, you don't you don't have to do that anymore. So, um, yeah. yeah, we are so excited about Terrifier too. We yes. are just I am we too. cannot I wait. I can't wait for you guys to see what we've done. I'm I'm, I'm gonna be I'm so excited just for that, just to see how everybody reacts to it. And I I can't wait just so I can finally talk about the things we've done. <laughs> 
because I'm like, oh my god. I mean, there's like this one character that no one even knows about yet. I'm like, oh my god, people are gonna lose their shit. <laughs> I can't bargain right. I know, yeah, because I've only read a few things about a few plot points, and I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited about it, but I I'm also excited that I don't I don't think it's gonna lose any of the charm that the first one had. Like, I think we're just yeah. we're just gonna get. I want to see. Like yeah, I love the idea of the of Sienna and like this new protagonist stepping on board. But like, I I I I'm I'm right up there with everybody else. Like, let's see more of what what art is capable of doing. Hey, oh, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> He's back, baby. Oh He's God. back. <laughs> yeah. I, I will just I will just say that like the last third of the movie, once it gets to this part this one scene for the rest of the movie it just does not let up it kind of reminds me of like the, the first two child's play movies where it's like oh my god this keeps going and it keeps going and oh my god oh my god yeah oh my god it's just like it's that's it's like that this is constant roller coaster ride unending just craziness and i i love it it's like oh fun we had fun doing it <laughs> Yes. I cannot fucking like you got me so hype right now. Uh, I'm like, can we watch yeah. it tomorrow? <laughs> I wish. God I wish. <laughs> I haven't even seen the whole thing yet. So I was like, yeah. Oh jeez. Like, there are some of these people we sent it out to like yeah, people have seen this whole movie so far. And I'm like, I haven't. And I'm like, but I don't want to until we have an audience. I want to see it with an audience first time. Oh, oh I love that. Would be that. Cool. Yeah. That's so awesome. Well, David, yep. thank you so much for coming on here. This has and been amazing. And, um, oh, you're most welcome. Thank y- you for having me. This has been really fun. You're a blast. That's <laughs> right. I had my moments. <laughs> yeah, like we said, just getting to know you and, um, you know, that's been the best part of a lot of the interviews. We don't do many, but the interviews that we have done have been amazing. Just getting to know people, really. Um, and then, yeah, just getting kind of those, like, behind-the-scenes things that go into the the wonderful world of filmmaking so um thank you so much for doing this and we cannot wait to see terrifier 2 it will be coming out this year hopefully sometime before halloween so yeah awesome cannot wait (laughs) all right well thank you so much sir again and hopefully we can have you on again sometime and we hope you know when you can actually talk about what you did oh i know i know, I know. <laughs> doesn't have like oh yeah talk about i can't tell, talk about terrifying three <laughs> yeah. i'd be like i'm sorry what did you say oh you said shit. what what's happening <laughs> <laughs> love it all right thanks again and have an awesome awesome rest of the summer and we can't wait to see terrifier too yes indeed y'all y'all well <laughs> all right thank you sir thanks david you're welcome y'all take care have a good night all right you, you too, too. Bye. 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 Wow. Guys, we hope you enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Our little surprise for Casper's birth. Well, not only for Casper's birthday, but. um, It just so happened that he was available. That we could get David Howard Thornton, also known, AKA Art the Clown from Terrifier. Guys, if you have not seen, we obviously gave a shit ton of spoilers. um, If you haven't seen Terrifier yet. Uh, but it is on Tubi, free to stream. Tubi is free to download. Watch it. You have no excuses. I watched None. it today as I was making cupcakes. 
Nobody has excuses. Um, so watch that. And as David said, we have Terrifier 2 to look forward to this year. Um, finally, six years after the original, it is coming out. We will have it. It sounds amazing. It, we, it, I think we're all going to be blown away by it. And I cannot wait. Um, and yeah, we were really excited to have him. He was a sweetheart too. Like when we met him... I, I'm going to post our pictures with them, too, once I post this episode. Uh, he was just a ball of energy. Like, he's just so nice. I absolutely love him. I'm really glad that we were able to meet him and then actually get him on the podcast just by meeting him. He he didn't even think nothing of it. He got a sticker, and he was like, oh, my God, yeah, just get in contact with me. And just just so great. Just absolutely great. That was definitely the coolest part, uh, I feel like, was being able to, because we, we have done a couple of interviews where we, or either either neither one of us has met them in person, or Casper got to meet them, and I haven't met them in person yet, so that was actually the, the coolest aspect of, of doing this, was that we got to meet David beforehand. And um, together. And together. We actually we got to meet so him we, together. We got to put a name to the face. He got to put a name to the face. Um, so yeah, again, big thank you to David. We cannot wait. And uh, even though we didn't get to meet him or talk to him, big thank you to Damien Leon. Like, yeah. Thank you so much for, for bringing art to life and for giving us these films and for just being so adamant as an independent filmmaker about keeping complete and total creative control over your product and over what you do and not letting, and damn the man, save the empire. Sorry, totally different movie reference, but, um, you know, like not selling out and not giving any, and, you know, and taking control and keeping Art the Clown the way the fans love him. Um, so, I, you know, I, I love watching Terrifier again. It was so great. And I absolutely cannot wait to watch it with my husband because like Casper said, it's the best when you watch a movie with someone and you get to watch it through their eyes and you get to see their reactions. So this is going to be fun. So, <laughs> Listen, so if my girlfriend could handle it. Oh yeah, no, this will not be for her. I would love to, but she can't, she does not like gore or she doesn't, and she doesn't like torture things. That scene, I think, would throw her into like a, I don't know, like I just, that'll be a, uh, a no for her. <laughs> But it's okay because like hey, it's totally it's fine. totally fine. You've gotten to enjoy other movies together. Yeah, luckily my husband does. We not watched care. Midsummer together, and she absolutely fucking loved it. Right. To be honest with you, that's I don't. She doesn't need to love any other horror movies besides The Conjuring, which she does. So that's all that matters. Yeah, luckily uh, my husband does not really care about gore. Uh, too well, unless it's you know some movies can just have gore and have no context, and you're like, yeah, no, I don't want to watch this. Um. Terrifier is amazing and the gore fits and it's funny and we both like dark humor mm -hmm. so that's why I know because like the gore doesn't bother so that's why I know he'll he'll like it because he'll he'll be like what the fuck it is it's just and, like David laugh and just like it's just like David said you know like I'm not supposed to be laughing at this but also <laughs> he he like you know <laughs> you know and I'm so glad that he that he got it, you know, and I think a lot of other people will agree that if you've 
if you're able to laugh at your pain, laugh at something that's happened to you, laugh at traumatic, laugh at, you know, like, it, it can be. Listen, guys, horror is medicine, laughter is medicine. And if they can go together, even better. 100%. So, guys, since we didn't get to talk about this at the beginning, since we had David oh, on the phone, um, our t-shirts, or or our, well, not just t-shirts, our merch, yes. is this, how long is the sale? It's going until the 30th. That's right. The end of the month. I almost forgot, so I didn't yes. even throw that out there. So, I was like, we're going to recap everything we normally do at the beginning, because we didn't get to. Merch, um, please, support. We still have the merch going on sale right now. Um, I will do a post for it tomorrow. I'm sorry. I was going to do one yesterday, and then I decided to faint at work, and, you know, so that didn't happen. She's totally fine. I'm totally fine. Totally um, fine. This isn't really me. It's my ghost. <laughs> but, Casper. um Exactly. Right. Um, oh, yeah, Casper. <laughs> um, I love you. So... Yeah, our merch is on sale until uh, the end of the month, like I said, on the 30th, which I believe is Saturday, so you have until then to get it on sale. Again, the code is DFWTOEARTH, all in caps, all one word. Again, I will post it again tomorrow, just as a reminder. And of course, you know, a word from our sponsor. Calm your body down. Guys, I've got a great announcement. If anybody is in the Cincinnati area this July, I will be doing my very first market. Um, I will be vending at the workshop market in Wyoming. Um, it is going to be the third weekend in July. I will have a lot more information the closer we get to that date. So, yeah, if anybody's going to be in the Cincinnati area in July, mark your calendars. I will have more information, but... Um, and I will be and, there. And links. I will be there. I'm helping. So, uh, so excited about doing one of these for the first time. Um, wanted to do one literally right when COVID happened, but that didn't happen. Of course, like nothing happened. Um, Are you saying COVID ruined something? It ruined everything. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be so much fun. I'm so excited about it. I will have so much more info once it gets closer to that date. Um, and then again, big thanks to everybody that did take part in the Calm Your Body Down sale. And there will be um, some new stuff coming soon. So thanks again, guys. Calm your body down. Beep. All right, guys. So next week. We we actually were going to do it this week, but um, which Becky had mentioned earlier, actually talking to David. But we are going to talk about tales from the dark side next week. Yes, one of one of my personal favorite anthology movies. Um, it has been a hot minute since I've yeah. seen it, so I'm looking forward to watching it again. I'm so excited to watch it. It's so great. I love you know we we are big fan of anthology horror. And, big fan. Uh, this was this was like the early 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 days uh, before it's kind of gained popularity um but it's one of my personal favorites so i cannot wait to talk about it i would honestly say it's in my top three along with vhs and skeletons mm -hmm. in the closet mm -hmm. easily it's so good if you haven't seen skeletons in the closet everyone that just went what the fuck is that go watch it that's all yeah <laughs> oh my god and uh uh fear uh Oh, no. We interviewed Ricky. I'm so sorry, Ricky. Fear footage? Thank you. That wasn't an anthology. What? Was... But, yeah, kind of. It was just found footage, I thought. But the tape had different stories oh, on it. So it kind sort of, it, it kind of, a eh, little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I have a terrible De Niro impression. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> that was... <laughs> 
insulted him a little oh, bit. Oh, and Southbound. Okay. Southbound is really good. Okay. Yeah. They're actually talking about doing another VHS movie for those who are interested. It's going to be 80, 84 or something like that. And I was like, no. Like 94, or maybe it was going to be 82 or something. Because I mean, VHS 94 wasn't shit I didn't like Viral watch it. was. But I didn't watch it. <sighs> anyway. Ratma, fantastic. And also the scene or the story where this person's in a funeral home and there's a tornado coming and literally at the end of the sequence the tornado hits the building. I didn't see that one like, either. Fantastic. That was my favorite. Spoiler alert. Yep, yeah, right. But I mean it's been out for like a year now. Well so. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Well that's a great seg segment. <laughs> Honestly though the rest of that I'm trying to tell you this to get you to watch it. No I'm there's some watch segments it. that are just <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even spend one more story. It was best. It's kind of like when will this be over? Can I fast forward through this yeah, part? Yeah, can I just... Can but I, just... I don't want to because I don't want to miss the... Anyway. Anyway, but... It, so, yeah. So, anthologies. Horror anthologies. We'll Tales of Tales the Dark Side. The, yep. Next, Next week, week, guys. Can't wait. So, guys, you know we have all of our socials. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All at... DFWTO podcast. Handle is DFWTO8811. Again, make sure you check that out tomorrow. I will post another link for the merch. If you're... Wanting to just know off the bat, it's the DFWTO link tree. I'll be posting that link tonight so you can get to the podcast episode on whatever platform you listen to. But also podcast merch is literally right there listed with the rest of everything else. Um, and we are on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. Follow and subscribe so you know when we put out new episodes. And leave a review. Yeah, please do. We'll, we'll take all criticism. And, of course, you know, if you have any questions, concerns, or anything you would like to say, please email us at dfwto8493 at gmail.com. I believe that's it. Yeah, I think we covered all the Thanks bases. again, David, for everything. That was awesome getting to interview to you tonight. I can't wait to share this with everybody. Everyone's so excited awesome. to see. Guys, listen. Watch uh, Terrifier if you haven't yet. We will be ready for the sequel this year. Yes. Can't wait. All right, guys. Have a great week. Be good out there. And remember, don't, don't fuck, fuck with the original. original. Okay, bye.